0: Hey, it's Heidi. Welcome back. I'm laughing because this is actually the third time that I've started this video today. I actually got eight minutes through on the first one. You don't see a lot of these behind the scenes where I'm like stopping and starting. In fact, what we're going to be talking about today has is the last of the eight attachment personality patterns that we're going to be talking about. And I must have started it four or five times. I'd start to write out the core traits. And then I'd be like, eh, is that the best way to say that? Is that the right way to explain this? Let me come back to it later on. And I'd come back, but I'd forget which journal I put it in. So then I'd have to start over. And I'd be like, oh, man. And then I'd be like, eh, I'll come back to it later. I stopped and started a million times and obsessing a little bit about the absolute right way to say it. And, ah, such is the life of the perfectionist. Eh. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today because, Awareness about these personality patterns is the first step, but then we need to manage how it affects us and shows up in our lives. And The the personality pattern of the perfectionist, what we're going to talk about today, is one of the ones that is really debilitating for a lot of people because not only does it affect your relationships, and it does, and we're going to talk about that, but it also affects your ability to perform at work accomplish your goals, get stuff done in your life because there's this hangup about doing things the right way and the best way. If you're new here, what is an attachment personality pattern? You do need to know that. So when you're born into a family dynamic that's dysfunctional, and that could be anything, you know, that could be um, alcoholic, it could be addicted, it could be absent, it could be smothering, it could be abusive, it could be toxic in any other way. You try to find a way to survive, thrive, connect, or cope in that family dynamic. You know, essentially you're trying to get, hustle and scramble to get love and be loved or just not get hurt. And I call those attachment personality patterns. They are a form of codependence. And they work when you're little because it's, it's a way to protect yourself and keep yourself safe and do what you need to do. But when we take these patterns into our adult life, they really kind of hurt us. And the perfectionist is one that... You know, when you're little and you try to build your self-esteem by being perfect, because you're not getting your esteem at home, so you build your self-esteem out there some way by like being being good enough and being right about something. It works for a while until it just stop works stops working because it's it's like I said, debilitating. So patterns are not pathology. You're not sick. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you, but there's a way you're behaving that is. De- drastically impacting your ability to not just have the relationships you want, but the life that you deserve. And so the very first step to change this, which you can change it absolutely, is awareness. And that's why we're doing this series. You can find it in the playlist of all the eight different attachment personality patterns. The last one today is perfectionist. And we're going to go over the five core traits of the perfectionist. I'm going to pull up my notes because I don't want to do it. I don't want to leave anything out. (laughs) <laughs> I want it to go well. All right. Court trait number one. Perfectionists have difficulty admitting they made a mistake and they overreact to criticism. They're actually hyper aware of criticism, you know. Uh, so let's say you notice this if you're in a relationship with a perfectionist. You're like, oh, I know, honey, they never admit fault. Well, The difference between like a controlling personality pattern, which is one where like they believe it's their way or the highway, and they actually have this firm belief that their way is the right way, perfectionists actually are never, they're always double checking. They're always trying to make sure they know when they make a mistake. They're not uh, in denial about it, like a controller would be. Perfectionists are hypercritical, right? So they know that they make a mistake. But admitting it to you would mean admitting that there's something wrong with them and admitting fault um, or brokenness or something within them that's not perfect. So let's say a perfectionist hurts your feelings and you go to them and you say, Hey, what you said hurt my feelings. I didn't like that. That that hurt me. They'll say something like, you know, hey, I'm really sorry if that hurt you. You know, just the if in there is a little bit dismissing, isn't it? Or they'll say something like, you know, I'm sorry if you thought that I said what I said and that hurt you. Meaning, I didn't really say what I said, so I'm sorry you interpreted it that way. That's a big one that a perfectionist will say, I'm sorry you're interpreting it that way. Um, That's not what I meant. You know, they won't take full ownership. And you as a partner can feel really unheard and unseen when that happens because you're not being validated. Your experiences are being dismissed in a way. The other thing with this hypersensitivity to uh, criticism or overreacting to criticism, a perfectionist will spend all their time really making sure that everything is just so and just right to avoid the criticism in the first place. Like a project for work, they will go above and beyond spending hours making sure that it's just the the best of the best. And then when they turn it into the boss, they know, oh, it's it's exactly the way that it needs to be. So they're not going to say anything other than, wow, that's amazing, fantastic. Now let's say the boss people are people. So let's say the boss, you know, she has a couple of tweaks that she wants the perfectionist to make. So she'll send an email and say, Hey, we need to talk about this. There's a couple things I want you to fix. The perfectionist will do one of two things. They will either launch into a dissertation with their boss on why they did it the way they did it and why that's actually the best way in an attempt to convince them that in fact, the original is the best version. To avoid appearing wrong right or looking like they made a mistake or they'll start packing up their desk catastrophizing thinking they suck and they're going to be fired so it's really that that's really about core trait number two okay um Core trait number two, I don't want to miss my notes here. I'm sure I left stuff out. If you want to see the full explanation of these things, because when I get on a roll, I just, I'm talking, but I am I know I'm missing some things. And here's the perfectionist in me that wants you to have the best experience. (laughs) You can go over to lovecoachheidi.com and read the blog as well. So if you missed anything about this personality pattern, you really want to make sure you have it all. But core trait number two, the reason that this, you know, overreact to criticism kind of thing comes into play and this hyper vigilance on avoiding criticism in the first place and this not want to make mistakes is because perfectionists are very black and white, all or nothing thinking. And a perfectionist either believes they're awesome, they are amazing, or they suck. And there is no grace. There is nothing in between. In fact, most perfectionists will not even attempt things. Unless they already know that they're going to be good at it. They go into things thinking, I need to be good at this or I'm not even going to try. Because the the, the worst thing in the world to a perfectionist is to look like they don't know. To, to look wrong. <clears throat> to look like they're... Like they don't know to look stupid perfectionists really fear looking stupid or appearing like they don't know what they're doing and incompetent you know that's another thing that they share in common with some of these other patterns but the difference is a perfectionist will work overtime to only do those things they know that they will be successful at now this black or white thinking this all or nothing is is a trap for the perfectionist because it's just like one minute there's their self-esteem imagine how fickle that would be like you're on top of the world you know you're the star athlete you're 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 doing everything right you're perfect you're you're winning all the games and then you get injured you suck you're a loser this is the pattern right this I'm on top of the world I'm on the bottom of the world I'm on top of the world. I'm on the bottom of the world. so you know if you're if you're putting all your stock in this one thing that you do and you you excel at and then you lose that thing you also lose your sense of identity with it and you can fall into that I'm a loser. You could feel really great at work, you know, you're working your way up, you get the promotion, you're perfect, you're on fire, and then you lose your job. You suck. There's You can't do anything right. You know, it's just like this constant. And again, that goes into core trait number three. These traits really do bleed bleed into each other, blend into each other. And the perfectionist, this black or white thinking, this all or nothing, I'm on top of the world or I suck, is because of core trait number three. Perfectionists judge themselves and others others, P.S., without mercy, without mercy. I remember going um, like like a controller won't admit they make a mistake because they, they don't feel like they did. They're like, my way is the right way. Perfectionists can have a little bit of that feeling like, yeah, my way is the right way. It's the right way to do things. They believe there is a right way to do things and there is a best way to do things, but they constantly judge and wonder if their way was the right way. Do you see the difference there? Like a controller just blindly operates like those they'll blow, you know shoot the elephant in the room and sh- share their opinion all over the place and just be confident that that's the right way because they have an element of denial of letting other people's opinions in. but a perfectionist will ruminate on what they did or what they said as, as never quite good enough to the extent where like other personalities do that too, but a perfectionist like, I'll give you an example. I was uh, working for this corporate company and there were many times we'd be in meetings and I would offer a perspective about something that would be met with resistance and I would argue a point because I would feel like I was right. I would drive the 45 minutes home from that corporate meeting, ruminating over and over and looking at everybody's faces in my mind of when I said this and how did they react and, and how did I react and did I say the right thing? Only in an attempt to actually come out on top and reconvince myself that actually the way that I did it was the right way. It's see, when you ruminate like that, it's an attempt to come back to the state of perfection, not to stay in a state of like, oh, I suck. I'm not good enough. Because like like a person with a pleaser mentality would think or a clinger mentality like they really self-esteem is an issue. Self-esteem is an issue for perfectionists, but at the end of the day, a perfectionist will do and hustle and scramble what they need to do to actually appear right and look good, kind of like a performer will. But there are some distinctions between them, and I'll get into that in a minute. But perfectionists will ruminate on things and judge other people without mercy to, again, be right. There's this real need in there to be right at the end of the day, but it doesn't happen automatically. Like a controller just automatically thinks they're right. Perfectionists ruminate, obsess about things, go thing over and over and things again, 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 and constantly judging everything and judging other people too. And also, you know, when they're judging other people, they're holding. It's part because of core trait number four that they um, hold other people and themselves to these very unrealistic expectations. Now, if you're in a relationship with a perfectionist, you know this firsthand where that black or white, all or nothing thinking just doesn't apply to them. You as a partner to a perfectionist are either awesome or you suck. Okay, you're either doing great or you're epically failing and there's no grace for you either as a partner of a perfectionist. It is very, it's like I'll have, um, coaching sessions with perfectionists and they'll say to me you know they shouldn't have done it that way can you believe the way they handle that and what they're doing and look at the way that they're behaving and they're I mean I would never behave that way it's like they hold them to the same standard they hold themselves to and the work with a perfectionist and coaching is and if you're interested in coaching you can always go over to lovecoachheidi.com and check out the codependency coaching that we offer there we have lots of programs and resources for you to heal from this because it's debilitating but a perfectionist will say i can't believe they're behaving that way and look at what they're doing it's like the work is reminding a perfectionist that people behave the way they behave not the way you behave and people are wired differently, but a perfectionist thinks that everybody should have the same standard. That this is, we should all just be operating up here and they can't fathom when other people do not behave the way they think they should. And perfectionists, when they go, we go back to this core trait number three about judging other people without mercy, many times, kind of like a performer or pretender will do, they're, look, they're judging other people to confirm, like a pretender will do, that they're better, that they're doing the, with their ways the right way or the best way. So they'll look at other people's behavior and do that Well, I would never do it that way, right? Um, like a performer or pretender will look at other people to say, am I doing as well as them? Uh, can, how can I do better than them? Or am I as They'll be jealous and covetous. A perfect, perfectionist is not jealous and covetous. They find flaw in everybody else. They don't find things to be jealous of because they're always like judging everybody like they suck, you know, (laughs) even if people like, there's no grace, right? So perfectionists don't think that other people are better than them. They constantly find fault with other people all the time because they're judging them without mercy. So of course you're going to find fault, you know, seek and ye shall find. Now, if you're a partner of a perfectionist, you probably feel like you can never do anything right, like a controller will make you feel you know, where you're like under the scrutiny, you feel like you're under the microscope. And that's because perfectionists are under the microscope. You know, well, a controller will be like, you're here to make me happy, a perfectionist is more along the lines of, you know, this is the standard of operation. Like, this is just how we should all behave. You know, I'm raising the standard for everybody. Well, who made you the standard police? You know, people are how they are. And the the best grace you can give somebody on the planet is to let them be who they are instead of who you, you know, think you need them to be for you. You know, that's the work of recovery. And at any point, you know, you want to start healing from this, you get into recovery from codependence. You know, this, these patterns didn't come by accident to you. You know, you, you were probably born into a family dynamic where perfection was demanded and expected. You know, where people, you know, the the parenting was hypercritical. You felt like you could never do anything right. You know, the, the thing that you do to other people is the thing that was done to you, right? In many cases with this pattern, you know, you're hypercritical of others because people were hypercritical of you. And so you've got to untangle that. It's kind of like. You know, an attachment personality pattern is your programming and you need to be deprogrammed. It's an app, attachment personality pattern. You know, you downloaded it, you're like, oh, that's the way we do life. But it's not the way you, you need to do life. I mean, there's a much, um, there's a, <laughs> my stomach is rumbling. There's a lot more freedom on the other side of letting it go. That's why I have that thing that says, let it be. You know, perfectionists do not know how to let it be. Um, it's very uptight. You know, feel like really overwhelmed a lot, feel like really like constantly hypervigilant and on guard of everything, you know, waiting for the other shoe to drop all the time. That's a, a perfectionist is, you know, nervous a lot, it deals with a lot of anxiety. And then that leads to course rate number five. And this one is a big one because if you have a business, you're an entrepreneur or you want to do something in your life, like write a book, you know, you want to become a coach. You know, I have lots of coaches that I certify that have been thinking about becoming coaches for 10 years before they finally pull the trigger or they've gone through other coaching schools and just haven't implemented it yet because they didn't find they're, they don't know exactly who they help and exactly how they help them and, and I don't know exactly how to word this and I'm afraid to make a video because I'm going to look stupid and that's the perfectionist that's coming out. So core trait number five is perfectionists have trouble seeing a project through all the way to the end. They procrastinate and lack follow through in, now this is the caveat, in the things that they feel ill-equipped in. Like perfectionists don't have trouble in general completing projects. They feel confident in. They look forward to doing those things. They, that's their, love, right? I'm gonna. I want to shine. So I'm gonna be perfect and do the things I know I can do on autopilot. It's the risk that they're they're adverse to. Adverse to, right? Like I don't know if I'm gonna be successful at this, so I don't even want to try it. Or where a pretender wants to like win and be successful and claw and scratch their way to the top no matter what, pretenders will get, and performers I call them also, will get met by a lot of failure, but that won't stop them. They'll just be like, oh, I just got to keep climbing, you know. But if a perfectionist incurs failure on the journey, which is they will because we all do, that's part of the journey. They will be hyper aware of the failure, overreact to any criticism that comes their way, shut her down and walk away. And they'll abandon projects, you know, and then maybe later on they'll come back to that project and think maybe I can do it again. But because of that hypersensitivity to others opinions like a people pleaser has, you know, that perfectionist is adverse to criticism, adverse to failure. um, And that's a necessary part of becoming anything right is failure like John Maxwell said fail forward you know so they'll stop and start things many many times um, where like I said a performer will be delayed by failure a perfectionist will be uh, crippled by it okay crippled by it so where are you you know the first step is awareness like I said so why don't you take out your journal if you've been following along here and write out for yourself All the core traits go back and take some notes and say how does this show up for me you know and how and then the next step is you know first step is awareness you know do I do this what have I stopped and started in my life let's go back through and read these core traits again so that we can wrap it up go back through and take a look and ask yourself these questions where are you Uh, Not admitting mistakes, you know, where in your relationships are you hyper reactive to criticism or have trouble, difficulty making mistakes? Where in your life are you very black and white? What's all or nothing for you? How does that show up for you in your life? How do you judge yourself without mercy and other people? Who are you holding hostage to your expectations with core trait number four? What expectations are you holding yourself to that are keeping you stuck? And number five, where are you not seeing projects through to the end? What have you stopped and started? And what, you know, if you could follow through on something, you know, um, what would it be? You know, like I said, perfectionists only want to do what they already feel like they have a sense of mastery in. They don't want to do things that are require risk. But, but life is so much sweeter on the other side of that. So I know as a reformed perfectionist that something that comes up even in making this, and it's like letting go. You know I know this video is not gonna be perfect. I left stuff out, I forgot to say stuff, but it's more important that I get out and deliver the message or the content and have it not be perfect, you know, um, so that I can connect with you. you know, Perfectionism actually alienates people it makes them feel further away from you when you have to be so perfect all the time and expect other people to be perfect. It makes other people feel nervous around you. It makes other people feel like, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, feel bad. You know, I mean, there's so many ways that we can say that, but, but at the end of the day, it just makes people feel like on guard constantly of like, what are you going to scrutinize about them? You know, and I know that you know that because you feel terrible on the inside when you're constantly scrutinizing yourself. It doesn't feel good for you. How in the heck is it going to feel good for somebody else? If you want to break free, if you want to break free from the pattern of perfectionism, go over to lovecoachheidi.com. Look at our program called Life School. It's Love Yourself First Empowerment School. It is a phenomenal three-month deep dive into your pattern, where it came from, how to eradicate it, how to rip it up by the root, how to lay down new foundations so that you can create a life codependent free, you know, that you become rooted in your real value and you find your authentic self you know, because perfection is like a mask that we wear. Like, who are you underneath of that? That's what we get to the bottom of in life school. And I want you to check it out, you know, and see, take the first step and see, man, is that, is that something that could really help me? I believe it is. It's helped a lot of people. So, um, check it out. All right. Subscribe, like the video, leave your comment. I love you so much. I hope that you have an amazing day. And I hope this video was super, super helpful. All right. Love you so much. Take care.